Say, do you have challenges in your life? Maybe difficulties in relationships, at work, or in your marriage, or with your kids? Who doesn't, right? Or maybe you have traumas from the past that just won't go away. Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Goodbye Past Hello Purpose podcast, where we provide wisdom, insight, and tools to help you overcome life's challenges and live a life of joy. I'm your host, Debbie Kaminsky, a speaker, author, and coach. Now sit back, turn up the volume, and join us because you don't want to miss what's up next. I am here today with Janine Naus, and we are here with her. She's a grief and trauma relief specialist. She's also a spiritual life coach guiding survivors through their grief and trauma process. Janine is the founder of Stop Suffering Now System. Sounds like a really great program. And she um, she's the creator of Breaking the Silence Summit, which is healing childhood sexual trauma. So I just want to tell moms, you, you may not want this uh, to be playing with little ones around. So I would encourage you to, to um, listen to it when you are um, in a different space, maybe with yourself or with your spouse or friends. Um, we're talking about some big stuff here today. Uh, so Janine is also the contributing author about overcoming trauma, the number one Amazon international best-selling book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the one thing every mom needs to know. So lots of great stuff here that Janine is doing for us. Welcome, Janine. want to welcome you to our podcast. Oh, Debbie, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, appreciate it. It means a lot to us. You got some good stuff here you're going to share with us. So um, Janine, want to ask you, first of all, can you share with us why you chose to focus on this very important area, this important topic? Oh, oh, sure, certainly. Um, Well, as you noted, I'm a grief and trauma relief specialist, and I chose to focus in this area because in my own personal experience with trauma, um, it was a major impact for me. So I really struggled to find the support I so desperately needed for me to be able to move forward and stop suffering. And this led me on a quest to seek out mentors and healers and educate myself in order to find solutions. And after many years of research, I developed a proprietary holistic approach to healing so that others didn't have to continue to suffer the way I did. And Mm -hmm. that's why I developed the Stop Suffering Now system. And it's my mission to help women who are ready to heal from physical, emotional, sexual, or catastrophic trauma so that they can leave the past behind, be fully present for themselves in the moment, and truly live their best lives going forward. Yeah, boy, trauma messes with us. And I'm a trauma survivor as well. So I can I can totally relate to this topic, which is why I chose Goodbye Past, Hello Purpose, so that I could move forward. So we're talking the same language, I think, mm-hmm. Janine. Yes, yeah, yes, I, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Janine, you have um, an incredible wealth of knowledge, but what would you say would be the first thing that a person should do when they're stuck in that place of grief? Oh, Debbie, that is a great question. Um, I'd say the first thing is really to remember your why, because coping with a traumatic event is very difficult. You Mm -hmm. are probably 
Yes, absolutely. You're probably experiencing a wide range of emotions, which could include anger and frustration and sadness. And it's also possible that you're not ready to address all of these sudden emotions that are coming up at you like a whirlwind, but yet you still need to find a way to move forward because there needs to be a next step for you. You yeah. still have, yeah, absolutely. You still have to get out of bed, right? But during this devastating time, you may just want to hide because it might be just too difficult for you to feel these feelings. But inside, somewhere deep inside, you know that you can't stop avoiding these feelings forever. So you might feel like you're floating outside of your body above the world and a world that you used to be a part, be and feel a part of. So maybe you don't feel a part of anymore. It may be hard for you to see it now, but please know that you can move forward and that you won't stay in this stuck place forever. And to answer your question, Debbie, one way to be able to begin to move forward is to change the why questions that you've been asking yourself. So right now, you're likely asking yourself a series of why questions that, by design, are going to keep you in a stuck and miserable place. Why questions like, why did this happen to me? Why can't I feel better? Why is this so painful? Why is it taking me so long to feel better? Instead, I would like for you to think more about your bigger why, your purpose, your reason, why, are, why you are here on this earth and at this time, because you are definitely here for a reason. You are mm. incredibly, yes, you're incredibly and uniquely important to everything and everybody in the world because your every action affects a myriad of other people, places, and things as your actions have a ripple effect into the universe. So that's, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, that is that is the truth. We do have a ripple effect into the universe. And uh, I was speaking uh, Tuesday night, and mm -hmm. and that was one of the things that I address. We address a lot of the similar things, which mm. is great. Janine, we t I was talking about how asking that why really keeps a person stuck. Mm -hmm. It keeps them stuck yes, in, in that hopelessness, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it certainly does. Yeah, that's, you know, just opening up to the universe. And that's right. And that's why you are so important in the universe. So the universe cannot be the same without you and your actions. And so it's important for you to understand your why. Your purpose is uniquely yours. And thinking about this and identifying your bigger why will help motivate and inspire you to be able to take that next step that must be taken. Absolutely. Yep, yep, mm. yep, yep. Yeah, that trauma, it just overwhelms us. And you said something that I so resonated with, how you kind mm -hmm. of feel like you're outside your body and just looking down. Yes. And th that's kind of a, a pretty normal thing for people in trauma, isn't it, who've experienced trauma? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I certainly personally remember those feelings. So yeah. Yes. 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 Difficult. Well, Janine, yeah, it's so difficult. And this is such powerful stuff that you're talking about. And you, one of the things that you're, you're mentioning here is that next step. Mm. So what would be a person's next step to take if they're finding themselves um, stuck in this way? Mm, that's great. Great question, Debbie. So the, yes, the next step, the next step is the most important one, right? That's one of the biggest things that I support women in my coaching practice with, because it really is so hard to take that next step. Mm -hmm. So 
Yes. So what I suggest to my clients is to focus on just the bare minimum so that they don't get overwhelmed. And everybody has a bare minimum that they need to do just to be able to take the tiniest steps forward. So let's say you don't have children. Maybe you can stay in bed or not shower and let a few days go by, right? Mm -hmm. But when you are a mom, that's certainly going to be a lot different, right? Right. Yeah, because there's going to be a bare minimum that needs to be done, not just for yourself, but also for your kids to be loved and fed and clothed and educated. Mm -hmm. But even in that situation, it's okay if your sister comes over and drops off food, right? Or, Or can a neighbor pick up the kids from school for a few days? Or can you order pizza every day for a week if you need to do that? So <laughs> Yes, right. What I'm saying here is just stick to the bare minimum. How you get what you need to get done doesn't matter, but you do need to do the bare minimum. And you do need to eat. And, of course, if you have any children, they also need to eat, to eat right? Mm, right? So my suggestion is to do just the bare min- the very bare minimum every day uh, in your own life and and that may at some point in the beginning may mean that you're only doing very little maybe you get out of bed brush your teeth take a shower and put on fresh clean clothes and just eat a little something mm-hmm. put a little nutrition in your body even if you go back to bed right after and if you need to take a few days off of work then that's what you need to do it's mm-hmm. important to understand that this is a transition period in your life You're not going to stay at the bare minimum stage forever. And even though it may feel like that right now, and remember that soon enough, you will be able to do more things than before. And you're going to have more energy to be able to commit to more. But for now, the real commitment you need to make is to yourself. And of course, if you're a parent, it's for your kids. And and that means to say no to most things so that you can say yes to what's really important and, sure. and the things that really matter. And right now, really what's important is putting one foot in front of the other so that the mm-hmm. bare minimum will help you do that. So just give yourself that break and really take a stand for yourself and refuse, actually refuse to do anything extra that takes away any of your energy so that you can focus on yourself, accept help from others and if they don't offer, ask for the help that you need. And as you accomplish these small steps that are necessary in the now, you will begin to see that you can actually find a way through from where you are right now. And that's about all you need to do right now. And that's certainly a lot. and That's enough. So take some time to decide what you actually need to do to do to get the bare minimum done to be able to move forward right now. And mm-hmm. find others that will help you take care of the rest. Delegate. So important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely important. So go ahead and delegate. And of course, uh, 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 think you need to do until you are ready to take on more. Yeah, you, you bring up such, such good information here. It's so true. And I love that you said that, that it's important for us to ask for the help that mm-hmm. you need. Yes. And Janine, well, you know, one of the things I'm thinking of right now is, um, as you talk, a lot of people who have come up against trauma, like recently, this is such good advice. 
Uh, one of the things that I'm aware of is sometimes people have these triggers in their lives and it sends them back into this place just like it did in the, in the trauma and they weren't aware of it. And it just kind of comes out of the blue. Are you familiar with that mm -hmm. happening to people of trauma? Yes. Yeah. 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 It can happen that way so easily as well. So not just, you know, I just want for our listeners to know that it doesn't just have to be um, a traumatic event that happened today. Uh, mm -hmm. It can be somehow something in the now triggered something from before as well. And here you find yourself depressed mm -hmm. and anxious and unable to get out of bed and difficulty getting to work and doing the bare minimum. Yeah. 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 And that's why it's so important to, to, you know, focus on that, especially when you have those moments. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something that so many women really uh, struggle with. Janine is asking for help. We talked about that just a second ago, and, and it can be a real game changer on so many levels. Uh, and I really resonated with the idea of doing just the bare minimum. So mm -hmm. um, what about that for those that are listening um, and those that are struggling with even getting just the bare minimum accomplished? Is there something else that you can offer that would help them move forward? Oh, yes, of, of course. Um, I'll share a strategy that I really love because it's so simple and yet so effective. And sometimes it's really just about the little tips and tricks that will help you get your solution. So one strategy that will help you get keep putting one foot in front of the other is to, to focus on each individual step of whatever it is you need to do. And that will keep your mind on the process so for example, let's say that you need to get lunches packed up for the kids. Take a deep breath and talk to yourself as you move through the process. So in your head, you're saying, I'm walking in the kitchen. I'm opening mm -hmm. the refrigerator door. I'm mm -hmm. taking out the bread. I'm taking out the turkey. I'm making a sandwich. You get yes. the idea. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> So when you focus on the steps in the process, you are taking action. And notice that I'm using the words I am and not using I'm going to. And that will also really help you in the now and keep you moving forward. Right. So it grounds you in the moment. Yes. Ex exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So concentrating on just the bare minimum and using the process strategy I just shared you can take these steps that will keep you moving forward and keep you participating in your life because you do need to eat and you do need to sleep and you do need proper hygiene. And if you have kids, you're going to need to take care of them. And maybe you also need to work, right? So yeah. use the process strategy to break down what you need to do into small action steps mm -hmm. and, and know that you're doing the best that you can in the moment. Yep. That's really a good strategy, Janine. Just like you said, it's so simple, but I can see how it can really help, help keep us in the moment moving through to the next step. So thank you for sharing this strategy. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk a bit more about what you just mentioned about doing the best that you can in the moment, because as you know, so many of us can be so hard on ourselves and we are our own worst critic. <laughs> so oh. can you share uh, some more thoughts? Uh, about this particular issue? Oh, yes, of course, Debbie. So this is really important. And it's an important time to give yourself grace. 
everybody copes with trauma in their own way and in different time frames. Trauma affects everyone differently, whether it's your health, your sleep, your focus, your energy, your weight, all sorts of areas it, it impacts. So since everyone copes and is affected by trauma differently, it's important to give yourself grace and be kind to yourself mm -hmm. because handling trauma is tough for everybody. Even though you may not be handling the trauma the way that you'd want to handle it or the way you think you should be handling it, be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Just do the best you can because right now your best is not just good enough. Your best is actually great. Try not to dwell on how other people think you are doing. It doesn't matter. If you worry about disappointing others, you will be adding one more thing to your plate. Mm -hmm. And remember that right now, you're just doing the bare minimum, right? Right. So even when others are trying to be helpful, you may find that it's upsetting to you. Sometimes well-meaning people will tell you they want the best for you, but may not know how to express themselves in the way you need to hear it. That's so true. Yeah. Absolutely. So you might be so out of touch with your feelings that maybe you don't even know the, uh, the way that you need to hear it. Don't worry about this. Just allow yourself to process and experience your feelings. Remember, you are human and this is your unique process. And of course, your trauma also affects other people in your life. And this could be your partner and your kids, other family members, and possibly friends and co-workers. And because each person reacts to and deals with trauma differently, this will make for a very complicated dynamic. So, yeah. Yeah, so I like to remind survivors that as you give yourself grace in how you deal with the fallout, please try to give grace to others around you as well, as they too need to process it and how it affected them. That's so true, Janine, that grace for ourselves and for others is so necessary always and particularly important when we're dealing with trauma. So can you share a tip or a strategy with us that would help us stay in that place of grace? Oh, sure, Debbie. Um, I'd like to give you a tool I use with my clients for times when they're being hard on themselves and judging themselves or others when they are feeling that they are not moving through their process well enough or even fast enough. To help shift your thoughts, I suggest an exercise in reframing. Mm -hmm. Choose a negative thought you have about processing your trauma. For example, let's say you feel like you're talking too long to move forward. Instead of beating yourself up, you can choose to treat yourself with grace and reframe your thinking. So try saying healing is deep work and I am in the middle of the process. I love myself enough to allow the healing to take place in its own way. I suggest that survivors take some time to journal some differing, different negative thoughts that, are, that you may be holding in your head and get them out of your head and onto the piece of paper. Then reframe those negative thoughts into a positive loving affirmation. That way you'll have the words you need in the moment that you need them to give yourself grace. That is so true. 
So, so, so true. I remember when I was going through my own healing with all of this stuff, that's exactly what I did. I would do free writes. Mm. And so where you just pick up the pen and you write for 20 minutes and whatever comes out, comes out. And it doesn't matter if you're mad, if you're sad, there's no judgment about the feelings that you're going through. And that's so, so important that we give ourselves grace. And then that you can turn those negative thoughts somehow into a positive affirmation. So that's a great tool. And I can see how having compassionate words ready for us, ready for ourselves can really help stop a lot of that negative chatter that goes on in our heads. So good information there that you're sharing. And uh, what else do you feel would be essential for us to know about moving past the trauma? Oh, um, Debbie, I, I believe that it's essential to the process that you give yourself space after experiencing trauma, we tend to act from a place of fear designed to protect us and help us survive. Our body's hormones will almost always jump into overdrive as we react with our fight or flight instinct. Oh, and so true. So true. So true. That's absolutely. And it affects all areas of your well-being. After a traumatic event, the chemistry in your brain and your body takes on a different posture. Mm -hmm. And this explains why you may begin to feel more tightness or soreness in the body. So it is essential that you find a way to calm and soothe yourself to counteract your natural brain and your body's reaction to trauma. And how do we do that? By giving yourself space. Time and space are things so many of us have so very little of. First, I want you to focus on creating a physical space for yourself. Ensure the space is calming and comforting. And you may be looking around your home and thinking, where? <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Absolutely. You may see your kids' toys all over the place. Or maybe you bring your work home and you have piles of paperwork everywhere. You can find that physical space that you need. It doesn't have to be an entire room. Is there a comfy chair someplace? Maybe you can drag it in the, uh, to the corner of your bedroom. Next, I want you to focus on another type of space, which is time space, where you open up times in your day that are just for you and your healing process. Ideally, you would take the time you need in the moment that you need it, using how you feel as your guide. However, if you know you're the type of person that will have days go by without taking the time that you need, or you have a lifestyle that is very busy, then I suggest that you put time in your calendar just for you. Mm -hmm. Because you will more likely honor that time just as you would honor a doctor's appointment. And you can also combine the physical space concept and the time concept by making that time and creating a ritual for yourself. So for example, you can take your time in that comfy chair in your bedroom corner and begin to find ways to signal your brain and your body that it is time to relax and calm down. And you can keep a favorite blanket by the chair. So mm. you might even consider using a weighted blanket that may help you feel a sense of comfort. Yeah. Some people turn on soothing music or dim the lights. Mm. And you may even decide that your bathtub is your safe space and light some candles and soak for a half hour after the kids are asleep. Or maybe your space is in nature. Maybe what you need is to take a walk or a long hike. It's great if you make space for 
uh, personal space that is personal to you. And what I want you to, what I want you to come out of this is knowing that you can find the physical and the time space that you need and also works for you. I encourage you to do that for yourself because giving yourself space will help you heal and eventually you'll begin to start looking within, exploring your feelings and be ready to move forward. Mm -hmm. So so remember that self-awareness is key to creating a healthy and balanced life, but you need space to be able to do that. That is so, so true. Place and time and music and kinesthetic and, you know, the senses can be a real healing part Mm -hmm. of our recovery and our, in our journey. So we want to make sure we, we um, give time to all of those and particularly ourselves. I like how Mm -hmm. you combine the time and space concept, Janine, to have us carve that out and almost like a sanctuary for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what's next then? What do we do um, after that? Well, you, um, you hit the nail on the head with, when you were sharing there. You know, Debbie, yes, you are creating a sanctuary. And I believe that it is so essential to do this, that my book series, Creating Heaven Wherever I Am, is based on this concept. So to answer your question about what's next, what's next is that we plan to succeed. As you identify your why, move through the bare minimum, and give yourself the grace and the space you need, you will come to a moment when you are ready to begin to think about the future. And a lot of healing is taking place when you are in the moment and focusing on your present actions. But when you are ready, looking ahead will help build your resiliency and give you hope, which will fuel your desire to move forward. So planning ahead will help you envision your future and the possibilities. At first, this will feel difficult, and you may believe that planning for the future will symbolize something about the past and what happened, or you may be reminded too much of the traumatic event, but making plans doesn't change what happened or your feelings about it. Planning will, however, make you feel more in control during this difficult time. And you will see that you can take back control when you make decisions about your future, despite what happened about your past. Making future plans also provides you a rough roadmap for what may be a challenging journey ahead. It's empowering to have a plan and to consider next steps. I know that you are suffering now, but it is important to understand that you are alive and Mm -hmm. you are coping. You have not been defeated by despair and that in itself can bring you hope. So I just have a question for you. Is is it common for trauma sufferers to resist planning? Yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I feel that, you know, thinking about that plan ahead, you know, there, there's memories that come up. It's like, I don't have a future. I, I feel like every, I feel like my future has been destroyed by what had happened. What? So you keep these ruminating thoughts that keep happening, you know, that it sort of um, distracts you from thinking about a plan that's helpful and hopeful for you. That's so, so. interesting. I've never, I've never been aware of that part mm-hmm. of trauma. Uh, but I know I, I struggle with that myself. Of planning ahead. <laughs> I might have to call you and work with you a little bit on this. <laughs> so Janine, we do need hope. And you talked about hope. Can you give us one of your amazing tips to help us move to that next stage where we can begin to plan for our future? 
Uh, sure, Debbie. Um, you could begin to gently ask yourself questions like, what would I like to see for myself next year? Or ask yourself, what would I like to see for my children? Or perhaps it's, what would I like for my family? By asking yourself such questions, you can talk to yourself and others about practical immediate steps and future plans that actually help calm you down and can move you toward your goals. Mm -hmm. a, a helpful strategy that you can do today is to write a plan of intention based on asking yourself questions about your future. Give yourself a clear time frame to accomplish these goals. That's a great, that's a really great idea. Janine, I just want to thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. You've really given us so much valuable information and real world practical strategies to help us work through places where we're stuck in, in trauma from the past or trauma from um, even the present. So for those of you who are listening and want to connect with you, um, or are interested in working with you, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, uh, thank you, Debbie. Um, for those who are curious about working with me, I offer support via my one-on-one -on -one coaching and through my Stop Suffering Now and Make Peace With Your Past program. And for your followers, I set up a page where you can download my free workbook to discover secrets to your true nature and learn to create inspired actions from your heart. And on that same page, your followers can also choose to schedule a complimentary healing discovery session with me where I can offer some guidance and some relief. Oh, and, if yes, and, and if during our call, they're interested in hearing about working with me, we can talk about that on the call as well. That's great. Okay, mm -hmm. wonderful. Well, that's very generous of you, Janine. I, I thank you so much. And I will provide the link for anyone who uh, would like that. I'll put that in the comments section on this. So they'll be Thank able you. to get in touch with you and make sure you download the book, the free book she's offering. So Janine, I just, again, want to thank you so much for your time, for sharing your experience and your wisdom with us today. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a pleasure to have you. Uh, thank you, Debbie. Um, you're so very welcome. And I want to thank you for the opportunity to share with your audience today, too. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So uh, this will be um, something you can uh, check back on my listeners and um, listen to as often as you need to to get those tips. And you have her workbook as well. Thank you for joining me today. And we'll see you real soon. Hey, thanks for stopping by today. Make sure you subscribe to our show. And if you liked this episode, please leave me a review so that we can continue to bring good quality guests. If you want more from me, just go to goodbyepast.com and you'll find wisdom, tools, and inspiration to help you say goodbye to your past and hello to purpose. Join us again next week for more tips and insights that help you get through life's challenges.